Hey guys, good afternoon. Glad you're here. Listen, I I don't know if your week's been like my week, but it's been crazy around our house and our community. Uh, we've, you know, lights off, lights on, lights off again. Uh, now, we always had water. I know a lot of people didn't have water. Had ice. I went across a bridge the other day that I didn't expect to have ice, and it did. And, whoo, I sure glad nobody else was on that bridge, and sure glad I didn't go over it. Kind of fishtailed around a little bit. And that's the week it's been. And even today, uh, there's still been ice on country roads. And, man, I'm just it's just been a crazy, crazy week for us. But I know it's been that way for a lot of folks. And today, as I started my, my journeys as a hospice chaplain, going around seeing the folks, I, I, I don't know, maybe I was just today, maybe today I was just thinking, Lord, just give me a word. <laughs> you ever have those days, just give me a word. And you know what? He did. And he gave me word from several different people. And I wound up having one of the most blessed days of the week. And yeah, there's still ice on the ground and there's still trouble driving. And it took twice as long to get here and there as it should have. But man, I'm telling you, that word warmed my heart. Well, I, I took that word that God gave me today in my rounds and I've, I've translated it to four, five, six lessons that was shared with me. And I'm going to share those with you. Uh, there's one passage of scripture, if you want to look, uh, it's in the book of Ecclesiastes. Go to the very last chapter, the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, verses 13 and 14. And so, uh, if you go all the way to Song of Solomon, back up one page and you'll be there. Uh, but anyway, we're going to talk about some lessons I learned today from some dear saints of God. Many of them, over 80, a couple of them approaching 100. And, and boy, I tell you, there really are children of God. I love visiting with them. Okay, while you're doing that, looking for the book of Ecclesiastes, finding your spot, Ecclesiastes 12. I know I told you the last book, but I'll go ahead and tell you the book, 12, uh, verses 13 and 14. As you're doing that, if you're going to find your copy of God's Word, get your paper and pen and uh, write these down if you can. And hey, if you think of some more important lessons, share them with me. Who knows? Uh, God might speak to me and we include them the next time we do something like this. But anyway, <clears throat> we're going to do some important lessons today. Uh, things that people have shared with me and taught me today, February 19th, 2000, uh, what is it? 2021, right? 2021. Okay. As you're doing that, I'm going to tell you who I am, how you can find these podcasts and all that fluff stuff that we do while you're looking for your copy of God's Word. This is Danny Smith. I am your Bible teacher for TK Ministries, Proclaiming the Word podcast. And we are glad you're here today. And we hope you will tune us in uh, from time to time on the podcast. We'd love it if you'd listen to all of them. We record them on uh, Anchor. That's the platform we use. Uh, there are on many other platforms. The most popular one uh, that we have people tell us about is Spotify. And we have a few people who listen on Apple as well. And I don't. they are podcasts have been other places. They're often found in my story on Facebook as well. And so there's some places. Now, the ones on the Facebook don't stay there about 24 hours. And I really don't have any clue how the other ones do on any other venue or platform that do podcasts. Anchor is the one we record them, and they're the only ones I get information from. And, and here's what I tell you. We got a long way to go if we're going to get where we'd love to be. But what we want to do is just give you a thought for the day. That's our goal. Uh, we proclaim the word. Uh, we're writing a devotional on that. Our goal is to give you something to think about, something to chew on, <laughs> as my granddaddy used to say. Um, and I hope that we do that by the time we finish. Okay, you ought to be, if you were going to go to the book of Ecclesiastes, you're there now. And if you're not there now, you weren't going. We we're going to share it anyway. 
Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Now, that's the passage today that I had planned to read in every house I went to. You know, the best played plans of men and mice go astray. And so I didn't get to read that everywhere I went to, but I got to read it most of the places I went to today. Uh, And the places I didn't get to read it to, uh, there were good reasons. And one of those reasons were an almost 100-year-old dear saint of God read me a passage and shared with me some truth out of God's Word. And so anyway, let's back up. I began this morning, went to a, a dear lady's house. I met three or four times. Wonderful, wonderful child of God. Her, uh, is, well, she's a caregiver for her patient. And uh, she's right there with him and just dotes on him and loves him. But today, as we talked, he was sleeping. As we talked and visited, she got to talking about all that's going on in the world. You know, how you how you find this and that and the news, all these other things. And the point was, when she got done and, and our conversation was, boy, do we need revival. And the time she got done, it was clear that in her mind, and I agree, we need revival first in our own hearts. Because if we don't have it in our own hearts, we're not going to have it in our homes. If we don't have it in our homes, we're not going to have it in our cities, uh, excuse me, in our churches. And if we don't have it in our churches, we're not going to have it in our cities. And if we don't have it in our cities, we're not going to have it in our state. And if we don't have it in our states, we're not going to have it in our country. If we don't have it in our country, we're not going to have it in the world. <sighs> that was quick, I know. Uh, but the truth is, it begins with us. And we need revival. We need it in our heart. We need it in our home. We need it in our communities. If you're like us, and and most places are, <coughs> especially if you're a little rural in nature, you don't know yourself by the big city. You know yourself by the community. For example, I lived in Spring Creek for 28 years, and while we had a Kentwood mail in there, Chris, Everybody I know who lived in that area said, I live in Spring Creek. Or they lived in Bolivar. Or they, well, you got the idea. Wilmer or whatever. Uh, Greenlaw. <sighs> or the Sixth Ward. <laughs> oh, gosh, okay. I don't know why, but instead of a community, the Sixth Ward is just say, I live in the Sixth Ward. But wherever our communities are, if the churches and the people in the churches don't have revival, then the homes connected to and the people who flow into the churches won't have revival, and then the community and the cities and the states and the world won't. We need revival. It's one thing to sit around and complain what's happening or grump about the things taking place, but the fact is, if we want to change things, we need to start praying for, pleading for, looking for, asking for, preparing for, and making sure we're in line with revival. Second thing, when it's a house today, I really don't know how to say this. This lady blessed me beyond measure. She told me she loved me three different times. Now, many people tell you that from time to time. But I could tell when she said it, she meant it. She loved me. She told me three times. It was just a blessing. She also said this, love is primary. And it is primary. It's primary to what the church ought to be about, what we ought to be about. Uh, we need people in our government. We need people in our leadership positions who love. Love people, love one another, love God. We need people who love. 
She told me today, this lady who said she loved me, I, I know you said, Brother Danny, you've made it clear. Yes, but did you get the point? This is a person who didn't know me till December. But already, and this is February, after just a few visits, it's found a place in her heart for me. I don't know if there's a greater blessing than that. Then she told me today something I did not know about her. She has raised 40 children. <laughs> 40 children. Count them. 40 children. Wow. And she loved every one of them. She even told me that one group that she raised, I know what you think. It must be foster children. It must be this. You know what? I think it was a multitude of things. I think some must have been foster children. Some were just children who didn't have parents or home. And somehow they found their way to her. And she raised them. She had a miracle child. She told me about that child she got from a lady in prison. Oh, man. Love is primary. You know, much of our conversation, much of what we do and say and act and interact, well... It's not very loving. It has become really quite hateful. I look and I, I see some of the things going on in our world today and among our in our government. Oh my gosh, how hateful we have become. There was a, a, a celebrity, a well-known individual died this week and oh, how, how hateful people were as they talked about him and basically called him names and said bad things. And today, that lady reminded me of something we have forgotten. Love is primary. Listen, the first lady was right. We need revival. The second lady is right. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is and always will be love. And I'm not sure you'll ever find revival in a country that doesn't spring from not only prayer, as we often talk about, but from love. And so the first two lessons... Uh, they were awesome. Uh, these two dear saints of God, the revival is needed in our world, in our nations, in our hearts, in our cities, in our churches, our communities. It has to begin with us. Love is primary. But the third one, the third lady, almost a hundred years old, has not stepped outside of her house in a year with all this going on. She told me her legs don't work well, but that's one reason too. But with the virus and everything, she's just staying in, staying safe. She is a saint of God, watches it, keeps up with, you know, her church, I guess on Facebook or however it is, and tell me what her pastor preached Sunday, opened her Bible, and it was her mother's Bible. Now, if she's 90, can you imagine how old her mother's Bible was? What a treasure. And in that Bible, she has marked, as her mother before her had marked, passages of scripture that, uh, that uh, preachers used to preach sermons from or teach lessons from, and they were great. I got to the point in that conversation with her that I was going to read that passage of scripture with you that we read. Well, she asked me as I began to read, uh, about the Lord's Prayer. She says, you know, I pray the Lord's Prayer every night. And she said, is it in the Bible? Well, I think she meant to say was, can you find it for me in the Bible? Because she prayed the prayer from memory. And so we 
I took the, the book of Matthew and was going to find it in my Bible and read it to her. And I looked up. She had her Bible out. And she was trying to uh, get it located again. And so I walked over to help her. And I said, oh, my gosh, those letters were tiny. Ah, but she can read that word. And so she read to me the Lord's Prayer and reminded me that God's word is sure. God has brought her this far and he's not letting her go. Those first three lessons, revival is needed. Love is primary. God's word is sure. Man, I, I, didn't, I, I really didn't know if my day could get any better. I've wanted to hear from the Lord. I wanted to hear something today. I, listen, maybe you're like me, but my week around here has just been crazy. Now, I'm thankful we're safe. We're, you know, we made it okay. Uh, yes, we were quote unquote inconvenienced, but we're here when we've been together, and that's something sometimes as a family we don't get to do. But instead of being thankful, I guess we thought about all the problems, all the situations. In the last three days, I've, I've been able to get out and make some visits for hospice patients and oh, how difficult it is to drive on some of the roads. And some of the cities I've been in were just a mess. And, and even today, there were still ponds and other places, quote unquote, frozen over. I know it wasn't thick. You wouldn't want to walk on it. But then God's word warmed my heart today as he reminded me through these dear saints of God, we need revival. If you don't hear anything else I've ever said, hear this today, we need revival. But for revival to come, love is going to be primary. We have to have love, share love, give love, exhibit love. We have to love those who haven't asked us to love and who really don't have a right to expect it but we have to love them anyway. And God's word is sure. And I left that third house and I thought, wow, there can't be any more lessons today. I mean, that's three sure words. And most preachers, uh, when they do a sermon, get three points in a point. Well, a lot of preachers do. I, I'm never, I can count on one hand probably the number of points I've read. I'm, I don't do that very well. But then the next place I went to, an almost a hundred year old man. <laughs> you hear the theme here? These are dear children of God. And he starts, he will start mid-sentence teaching you a Bible lesson. Well, we were talking about something and I, I must not have been important. Because uh, he started to say, you know, Job teaches some of the best life lessons about faith we have. In fact, he said, Job teaches us some of life's most important faith lessons, or at least that's the way I remember it as I sit here recording this. And I thought, oh my gosh, another word from God. Life and faith. And sometimes we need to learn the lessons God has for us as we live our life, as we uh, exhibit and exude our faith. Ah. So yes, go back and read the book of Job if you get an opportunity. But if you don't, just be assured that almost anywhere you'll look in the Bible, you can find some real faith lessons that you can apply uh, to your life. Well, I'm going to tell you about two more. And I'm going to let you go. And the next was a place I visited 
lady was telling me about her church and, and how, the wonderful people in it and everything else. Uh, her husband, uh, she's the caregiver for her husband. And gosh, anything he needed, anything, she was right there. I mean, just taking care of him. And she reminded me as I watched her how blessed it is to have people who care enough to help us. Who, and I didn't say care for us enough. I said care enough to help us. And I think about all the people that I know now who have someone who will help them. Yes, sometimes they're wives or children or husbands. Sometimes they're cousins or nieces or nephews or uncles or brothers. Sometimes they're neighbors. Sometimes they're somebody they've just met along life's journey, but they help. And what a wonderful thing to have people who help us which all brings us back to the point of my day today. Gosh, we need revival. But to have revival, love is going to be primary. To have revival, we're going to have to declare the truth of God and God's word is sure. And there are great life lessons in every book of the Bible that we can use to preach and declare God's truth and to find those lessons of faith. And I don't know if there's a bigger blessing than to know there are people who will help us. Well, God bless you. I'm glad you tuned in today. I hope you enjoyed this. Yes, it was a little different, but it's what God gave me today and I'm giving to you. Our goal every day is to give you a thought for the day and here it is from me to you. If we're going to have revival, then we have to love. We have to stand on God's word. We have to find the life lessons to share. And then we have to care enough to hope and to help. Well, I hope you have a great weekend. If you enjoyed the ice and the snow, I hope you've had enough of it. I am ready for the sunshine. And by the way, today in my life, the sun, God's sun, really has shined. I hope somehow, some way through this podcast, he will shine upon you. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Remember, uh, Anchor's where we record them. You can find these podcasts there. They'll be on my Facebook page for about, this one will be on my Facebook page if I can get it loaded about 24 hours. But everything's on Anchor and Spotify. You can find the libraries. Look us up, give us a listen, and share with others. We'll see you next time. God bless you.